You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I will be your host today. Uh, joining me in the studio is Ken and Neil. How are you guys doing today? Good morning. I'm fine. Good Good morning. Yeah. That's, my, that's my Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> We're doing that already? Right off the bat. Good morning. Perfect. How are you? Uh, Jeff's not joining us today. He's off in the woods training for Geek Bowl by himself. Uh, He's punching a tree. <laughs> yeah. He's punching a There's tree. bare fists. Which, yeah. is, which is the best way to train for He has a ball. log on his shoulders with uh, gallons of water <laughs> that he's running up and down the hills with. I don't know how that helps him learn anything, but he's got his own methods, and he's we appreciate it. He's going to have some killer traps, though, by the end of it. All right. Well, in place of Jeff today, we have a team of two Jessies. Jesse and Jesse, how are you guys doing today? Terrific. Yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, recording live today from the DMV. Oh, perfect. Had... What a treat. <laughs> yeah. What a treat. Yeah. So we understand that uh, they had a last-minute uh, license issue that you had to resolve That's today. right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, so we're sitting outside, killing some time here. So if you hear the noise of some crying babies in the background or <laughs> anything Screaming. like that, it might be, it might be yeah. DMV noise. But uh, Luckily, on the right. weekends, uh, DMVs right. usually aren't too busy, so it should be really quick. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But we're really appreciative that you were able to still Skype in, and uh, if you need a break to, to pop in there, we're happy to do that for you. Sounds good, guys. Yeah, we we can only hope for a good radio that someone is going to scream at one of the Jessies. Uh, well, about... I I think we have the uh, the who wants to be a millionaire advantage of polling the audience at this point. We can Ooh. always just turn around and ask the questions to them if we need to. <laughs> Sounds perfect. You should actually. Um, do you guys? How about uh, tell us about how you got into trivia and in our show and uh, and how you met and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you want to go first. Uh, I've been playing trivia games since I was little with my family. I'm pretty competitive. My brother makes up his own roles and decides he's right in everything. As brothers but do. <laughs> grew from that into doing some pub trivia and going every week with groups of friends. And no matter what city I was living in, I bounced around to different pub trivia places and found the pon- podcast through other Jesse, actually. So <laughs> he listens to it all the time. Yeah. I think she actually is the one that got me into trivia. Um, we met at a restaurant we both worked at. I was a server bartender. She worked in the kitchen, and she used to go every week to the uh, to the local pub, and I started following her around to that one. And uh, and then uh, I met you guys. I think I heard about you through Trivial Warfare, so shout out to those guys as well for uh, hooking us up here. No, they're they're great guys and uh, and women. Um, 
And uh, as far as uh, where you guys live, you're in Michigan, right? Yep, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids, nice. All right, and uh, Jesse is one of our Patreons, and we always appreciate all of our uh, patrons and everyone who supports us. Um, One of the perks is at the $10 level, our U.S. champs, they actually get a chance to record our rules. Um, So why don't we play uh, one that's from Sam Carr? There's a whole crowd of people out there who need to learn how to do the cream. Well, my name's Sam Carr, and I'm here to say the rules of the game in a major way. First, you answer ten questions, and that's the first round. Then ten more questions, and that's the second round. Halftime bonus, swing round theme, that's how you be the cream. Answer ten questions, and that's the first round. Then ten more questions, and that's the second round. Bet on the final, 30 points each, that's how you be the cream. The cream of the crop! All right, thanks, Sam. That that is awesome. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, it makes me laugh every time I hear it. Yeah, and any of our other ten dollar and up uh, patrons, if they want to record one, just send it on over to us. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, otherwise, we'll just keep playing the rerun to these until uh, until you get sick of them. So, <laughs> and you guys get complete creative control. So, uh, yeah. you know, as, as long as you aren't just throwing f bombs everywhere, which we have to bleep out, but have fun with it. It's a lot of work, apparently. That's uh, fine. It's fine. <laughs> Throw the f bombs. There we go. Yeah, you guys... I'm, the, I'm the one who swears the most, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and today we are going to have Neil and Ken versus the two Jessies. You guys ready to play the game? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Sounds good. All right, question one. This term is derived from the Latin word meaning madness and causes acute encephalitis in warm-blooded mammals. Okay, so the team of Jessies has locked in, uh, team Jesse and the Rippers, if you will. (laughs) Uh, They've locked in, so me and Neil are just going to talk a little bit here. Um, from what we've said so far, we can't quite figure out what encephalitis is at this point. I know. I think it's like a common sickness, yeah. um, and I cannot. And in madness, madness obviously makes you think of the brain or like being, you know, crazy, like maybe mm-hmm. a flu or a cold. But I know encephalitis is some sort of uh, medical sickness because I've heard it a million times, and I can't. Very specific medical sickness. Yeah. Well, I can't really come up with anything on this one. Uh, I've been thinking. You would just want to go with like lunacy or something like that. I know that's more derived from the moon, but I'm I'm lost. Yeah, me too. Lunacy. 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 All right, they're locking in with lunacy. Uh, uh, What did you guys come up with? Uh, We were thinking along the same lines uh, of the moon route there, so we said lunacy as well. All right. Well, the answer is actually rabies. Yeah. Mm. Rabies. Uh, Yep. Uh, I didn't. Yep. Not thinking that. No, not even close. (laughs) Uh, It's so it causes. You know, insanity in warm-blooded mammals. Warm-blooded no. mammals being the biggest clue, probably. I didn't there. even think of that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hope for better luck in question two. Um, there is one state capital that ends in three consecutive consonants. Which is it? Um, yeah, geez. Um, I just need your help here. So just uh, give me, just name any states, and I'm going to try to think of the capital. I'm terrible at this, but... California. All right. Sacramento. So it's not Washington. Uh, Washington is... Um, oh, my God. <clears throat> hey, you guys are really bad at this. Yeah. Uh, get a sporkle quiz or something going. All right, let's. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you gonna lock in with something? something? Yeah. Uh, oh, Mount yeah. Pillier. Okay. Oh yeah. What about uh, D- what's DC? Oh, DC's not a state, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Mount Pillier. <laughs> Mount Pillier. All right, you guys are locking in with Mount Pillier. 
with with all the consonants at the end. There's three R's in a row, I think, is how yeah, that works. Right. Yeah, that's how you're spelling it. Yeah, it's Mount, Mount, Mount Pillier. <laughs> Perfect. Just Mount has Pil- a couple silent letters Mount in Pillier. there. All right. Uh, Jesse, what did you say? Bismarck. The answer uh, is Bismarck. I just saw the Bismarck last night that I passed <laughs> over. It was in a glass case, uh, as we are in a glass case of emotion for doing that wrong. <laughs> All right, uh, Jesse and Jesse have relocated, it appears. They finally made it out of the DMV, uh, settling in back home. You guys doing good? Oh, yeah. Picking back up with question three. This toy was invented in 1929 based on weapons once used by Filipino hunters. I think I know this. Yeah, I think I... Yes, that's correct. Yeah, we're Okay, good. we're in. We're in. Hmm. Boomerang? Boomerang. <laughs> I think that's more Australia. <laughs> All right. Let's go with let's go with uh, BB. BB gun. Or is that that early? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. We'll lock in with uh, BB gun. All right. You guys are in with BB gun. Uh, What did you guys say? So uh, Ken wrote down the answer uh, first that confirmed because I was trying to think I I could picture it, but then when he wrote it down, it uh, it all clicked. So Ken. Yeah. There's uh, usually two things that come to mind when you think of a children's toy that's also historically a weapon. One is the boomerang, which is from Australia, as they said. The other is the yo-yo. And the answer is yo-yo. No way! Wow! I didn't know that. I don't know how they used yo-yos as weapons. Uh, There's no video, but uh, I'm sure it was mildly effective. I'm sure it's like uh, the Ninja Turtles use them, (laughs) where they just kind of throw it out and hit them in the face and bring it back. They do the around the world. Yeah, (laughs) Walk the dog. Clock somebody in the chin. Would you care to demonstrate? I I definitely almost wrote a Ninja Turtles clue in there because that's all I could think of as Ninja Turtles as weapons. If we had a yo-yo, Matt could demonstrate. Uh, He was in the world championships of yoga. yoga, (laughs) Of yo-yo. I've done both. Yoga and yo-yo. Yeah, he's he's been doing uh, yo-yoga, which is doing yoga (laughs) with yo-yos. Uh, sounds dangerous. Walking the dog and downward dog. Walking the downward dog, <laughs> which is perfect. All right, let's move on to question four. Sure. In 1987, this person released his autobiography, They Made a Monkey Out of Me. Definitely not a lot of confidence. Uh, we got one person in mind. I, I think we should go with that. I feel like that was not in 1987, though. 1987. That's before either of us were born, so... Uh. <laughs> I, I was a, a ripe old two at the a? time. So. A? <laughs> yeah. What'd you kids say? Yeah, yeah, I was two then as well. Uh, uh, dang. That, that's my, that's, my, that's the year yep. of my birth. Okay. All right, all right. We'll lock in if you guys want to chat. So Ken initially wrote down Charlton Heston, which I think is, is a good um, way to go. Leaping off point. I think, I want to say the guy who wrote the book, though, was the one who played the lead monkey and i i always sit this is the problem with uh, ape please ape yeah thank you uh damn monkeys dirty, have tails damn dirty ape um <clears throat> the problem here is i always mix up two actors um in my head and obviously um in clockwork orange is malcolm mcdowell mm-hmm. and this guy is also like a mcdowell and i cannot uh it might be mcdowell or it's uh it's oh man I know Malcolm McDowell for sure. Any question about Malcolm McDowell, I'll get. But when I have to think of this guy, right, I think it's go, Andy. Let's go McDowell. Okay. okay. You guys locked in with McDowell. Uh, Team Jesse, what did you say? Man, we didn't. We must have missed picking it up that it was an actor. I was kind of toying with Robin Williams just because I know he, he monkeys around a lot, so I don't really know. Uh, we we went with. Go ahead. Jane Goodall. Yeah. I know she was a chimpanzee <laughs> person. 
Don't think it was that old. We just jumped on that monkey train. Um, well, so actually, it is somebody that people say he monkeys around. It's actually Davy Jones of the monkeys, oh, uh, which nobody was even thinking at all, apparently. Oh, I liked Ken's track there, though. Um, let me just... Yikes. Uh, I'm just going to look up, because uh, it's going to kill me for the rest of the game, and I will not will not be able to play. The actor. The actor. So I, I thought Charlton Heston would be kind of where the, the initial thoughts would go on that. Oh, question. so we would have been okay. It was Roddy McDowell. Okay. If he had written that autobiography. Yeah. If that was anywhere close to the correct answer, we would have been <laughs> fine. The right answer. So with, with Jeopardy right. rules, we would have been okay. Yeah, say a hypothetical 10 points for you guys. <laughs> but in reality, zero. <laughs> All right. Moving on to question five, which is our listener submitted question. If you guys at home have a question you'd like uh, read on the air, just send it over to us at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com and put question five in the subject line. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. This one is from Richard Flegel. I'm sure he jumped for joy when his song Ride Like the Wind reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 list in April of 1980. What singer had four number one hits between 1980 and 1984 but failed to crack the top ten ever again? It's mostly attributed to the rise of MTV. I, I know the two songs you're giving me clues to, and I can, I can hear him. I can hear him. I just can't, can't think of the name. Here's here's my issue. Every time he says "ride like the wind," I think she's like the wind, which is Patrick Swayze. Me too. Swayze, yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take that poster down, man. It's throwing you off. It's getting into your head. Uh, ride like the wind. So he jumped, jumped. Okay. Maybe this is a guy. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Okay. All right, we're in. Okay. All right. Well, I'm locked in with the wrong answer. All right. <laughs> Let's hear that wrong answer. All right. I just said the guy from Rush. All right. The Getty, guy from Rush? Getty Lee? They okay. S- we'll let you go with Getty Lee, sure. We went with uh, Jack Flash. Well, the Hoping an- that that's a person. Jumping <laughs> Jack Flash, cast, cast, cast. He is a person, so but that is incorrect. Uh, you're looking for Christopher Cross. Oh, I I was going to say Christopher Cross. I'm like, there's no way that's him, because he, he guessed it on an NSYNC song on their debut album. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's probably <laughs> Christopher Cross, but it... Because he did sailing, da, 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 da. and the uh, anyway the clue being Ugh. jump, uh, which will make you crisscross. Oh, oh, which is something that happened in the '90s. So you might have heard of that one, Team Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> I should have. That was my I, bad. I have heard of that one, but I, mean, <laughs> I, I missed the jump reference. I was gonna say Christopher Cross. I should have. So after five questions, I believe both teams have ten points. Ten points. That is a rough first round. <laughs> And, uh, there's still still half of it to go. So, <laughs> so there's there's a chance you guys could come back here. So you're saying there's a chance. All right. Question six. There have been three sports movies that have won Best Picture. Name two of them. You know, you want to just go with these two? I don't think that counts as a sports movie. Otherwise, I would say that. I don't think that one counts. That one might be it. I don't think that's one. Okay. Then what? Did we say those two? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. We're in. Okay, so um, we're we're kind of breaking it down by sport here. Uh, we start with boxing. Uh, Raging Bull did not win. Rocky did for 100%. Because Scorsese got screwed for many, many years before he finally cashed in on uh, Departed. Rocky is one of them for sure. Yeah, it's 100% on that one. Um, at the top of our list right now, we have Hoosiers, which is basketball. Yep. The natural, baseball. Yeah, I'm trying to go what by about, sport. Um, automotive racing? Archery, Olympic, Olympics, Olympic. Oh, oh, Chariots of Fire. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all. <laughs> That's all I needed. Okay, we're in. That was a very roundabout way to get to those answers. Uh, Team Jesse, what were your two? 
Oh, man. After hearing you guys talk, I, I want to back off of my answers, but we went with Remember the Titans and The Blind Side, which are both football movies, neither of which I think are correct at this point. Okay. Uh, and what did you guys say? Uh, we said Rocky and Chariots of Fire. All right. Um, so the one that you guys didn't say, Million Dollar Baby, was oh, one no, I wrote that boxing. down. Yeah, Which, I knew it was one more boxing. Um, one. And then it's Rocky and Chariots of Fire. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm Million Dollar Baby. I'm a huge Clint, Clint Eastwood fan too, and I should have thought. I wasn't even thinking Clint Eastwood. Uh, Chariots of Fire is an automotive one, right? No, that's running. Running. Yeah, uh, Olympic running. Uh, question seven: Which SNL cast member hosted Weekend Update for the longest number of years? I've never seen SNL. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, did you just whisper right, you've on, never man. seen SNL? <laughs> well, it's only been on for 40 years, so I could see why you'd miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Maybe she's busy on Saturdays. Yeah. So me and Neil both made uh, made lists of pretty much everybody who's ever hosted Weekend Update. Well, we're locked in. But... You guys are locked in? I'm... Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Zero help. So we, we wrote a lot of names down uh, immediately. We wrote uh, Norm MacDonald, Chevy Chase, Colin Quinn, Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Seth Meyers, Dennis Miller, Gilda Radner, and Jane Curtin. Wow. Um, I'm between Tina Fey, uh, Amy Poehler, and Seth Meyers, personally. I, I like those answers. Um, Colin Jost has been at it for a while, too. Yeah, he's been. But And you also want to go old days, too, like when Chevy Chase was doing it. He was only on the show for a limited amount of time, but he probably did it the entire time. And then Dennis Miller was on it quite a long time too, mm. with and Norm Macdonald, I should say, before he got fired. So, um, you know what? I think it's Seth, Seth Myers, Seth Myers, because didn't he do it with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey? Yes, because he did the really segment with Tina with uh, Amy. I think it's Seth Myers, and Maybe. and he was the one through through the whole Stefan era too, right? It would make sense. I think I mean, it's Seth Meyers. I would, I would give him at least five five years, maybe, for sure, right? At least. Okay, that's fine. We can go Seth. It's either going to be an old guy, an old or old guy or old woman from like Jane Curtin or something or Gilda Radner or a new person. So Seth Meyers. Yeah. So you're saying it's either going to be an old guy or a new person? Is that you, you <laughs> yeah. it down? That's our logic. They whittled it down. <laughs> so you guys locked in with Seth Meyers. Mm -hmm. All right, Team Jesse. What did you guys say? Yeah, Seth Meyers. The answer is Seth Meyers. All right. All right. Solid logic. You, you listed probably 15 there that you knew were yeah. not listed one. <laughs> it's all counted, though. You got it right. It's not quantity. It's quality there. Uh, Seth Myers has been the host. He hosted for eight years. Uh, mm. Tina Fey and Dennis Miller both hosted it for six years, actually. Yeah, babe. Uh, all right. I think we should move on to question eight. In one of Kafka's parables... This god is depicted as a disgruntled manager who has problems delegating, so he's too busy to ever see his kingdom. Kafka-esque. This question's a little Kafka-esque. Because <laughs> it's literally about Franz Kafka. <laughs> Pertaining to Kafka. I actually wrote this question for Jeff, and I'm sad he's not here, and he'll be sad he missed it. Any opportunity for him to say Kafka-esque? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the twist is we're we're all inside of a snow globe on someone's desk doing this <laughs> that's podcast. Very, a very existential question. Mm -hmm. The top one. Yeah, that's fine. Let's we'll go with that. Okay, we are in. We decided on a uh, polytheistic religion and uh, God, and uh, we're locked in. Okay. Uh, so far, we've just been writing down gods that we know, mostly Roman. I read two Kafka mm -hmm. books: The uh, Metamorphosis and The Trial. The Trial sucks. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, it's a very long book. Yeah. 
quick quick review it sucks <laughs> Meta- metamorphosis is pretty a decent short message though. it's just very long and the o- very kafka-esque i was gonna say the only word that is permeating my head right now is kafka-esque over and over <laughs> again <laughs> yeah you want to just put that i guess so i don't think it's the other ones you have written down okay we'll say hermes okay locked in with hermes and what did Team Triviality say? Uh, we're going to go with Zeus. Okay. Um, what was the other name you had on your sheet? Poseidon. The answer is Poseidon. Uh, dang it, we had that too. <laughs> when he said kingdom, I thought maybe it was the underwater kingdom of Atlantis. Yeah. And so, yeah, I should have kept it. All right. Question nine. What item would you be ordering from the Pentagon if you were to ask for a portable handheld communications inscriber? Uh, so we're in, so you can feel free to discuss. Okay. All right, we're out loud then. Um, so I'm, I'm, I tried the initials. I had PHCI or PACE. However, you got that spelled. That didn't get me anywhere. HPCI. I think we're wrong. You think we're wrong? Yeah. It's too late though. We've locked in. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll go with uh, voice recorder. All right, locked in with voice recorder. Okay. So. Um, Pretty quickly, we just came up with uh, cell phone, thinking that it was like a dumb bureaucratic way to mm-hmm. say cell phone. But I think it's even dumber and more bureaucratic, and I think it's a pen or a pencil. Um, you should have took a little longer. The answer is pencil. Dang. So stupid. That is so stupid. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, There's I guess that's a lot wow. of... Uh, we were thinking way too high yeah, you, you need to go a little bit lower there. Uh, military contractors also refer to hammers as manually powered fastener driving impact devices. Do we have this much time <laughs> on our hands, Pentagon? All right. Moving into the last question of the round. In what event would you find the Fosbury flop technique used? I know this one. will lock in. All right. I'll trust Neil. Um, are they in? They are locked in, yeah. Okay. So I have three answers on the top of my head. Initially, I thought it was the um, the stuff they do in Scotland when they throw the logs. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing I, I thought of. And then I thought of um, the thing when you uh, uh, pull vault or um, high jump, when mm-hmm. you do the flop, uh, or like a running thing. I'm sure whoever did the high jump didn't do it the way that the, the guy did where he, like they flopped their body a certain way. So maybe it's... Or swimming, but I yeah maybe it's like high jump or pole, pole vaulting. Pole vault kind of does that too, but I bet you it seems like more of an innovation for high jumping. Yeah, because that's the only way to go over. On y- a pole yeah, vault. to do like a yeah right right. So let's go with high jump. High jump, okay. Because he said event, so it made me think of like an Olympic thing. Yeah. All right, you guys are locked in. Yes. Yep. And what are you going with? High jump. All right, Team Jesse, what did you say? I said high jump. And the answer is high jump. Yeah, good job, Neil. Thank you. Jesse, you said you did uh, a little track and field. Was that what? Oh yeah, I used to high jump. Oh, yeah. you used to high jump, so, so you're, yeah. you're pretty familiar with the technique. It was Fosbury flopping all around. Not, uh, not jumping yeah. so high these days. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a I'm a pretty tall guy, so it was more flopping than jumping. <laughs> all right. Well, after the first round, it looks like uh, Neil and Ken are in the lead with 40 points. Uh, Team Jesse, though, right behind with 30. All right, we are moving on to the swing round uh, designed by me. Uh, today's game is going to be called Where in the World is Carmen Mix San Diego? Uh, I'm going to say a foreign McDonald's menu item, and you're going to tell me the country it's located in. Um, I'm That's going to good. I'm going to give you the 10 countries because otherwise you would have zero chance on a lot of these. Um, so you're basically going to match the country to them. Um, ready to write them down? 
Mm-hmm. You said 10? Yes. Uh, they are going to be worth five points apiece. Okay. So we have Japan, Germany, India, Austria, Colombia, the Philippines, Malaysia, Russia, China, and Australia. All right, you guys ready? Yes, we are. All right, number one, the Ebi Fileo Shrimp Burger. Number two, the McNoodles. Number three, the McCurry Pan. Number four, the McNurn Burger. <laughs> that sounds good. How do you spell, how do you spell that? Uh, M-C-N-U-R-N Burger. Mmm, McNurn. <laughs> Number five, the Pineapple Oreo McFlurry. Ew. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Number six, Bubblegum Squash McFlurry. Come on. These are all real. <laughs> I looked them up. Number seven, the chicken McDo with spaghetti. Uh, McDo spelled M-C-D-O. Number eight, the mashed potato burger. That I could get behind. Mm -hmm. Number nine, the prosperity burger. (laughs) (laughs) Such an obvious answer for that one. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, And number 10, the McShrimp. I bet uh, our friend Jeffrey Seguritan is going to know all these because he's obsessed with McDonald's and their menus, and he's been to a bunch. If we have any listeners from any of these regions, if you wanted to send us some of these, uh, probably wouldn't need them because it might take a little bit to get over here, but I'd love to see them. Yeah, yeah, send send us some pictures. (laughs) Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Both teams are locked in. Um, so let's start with the first one. Uh, what did you say for the Ebby Fileo Shrimp Burger, Team Jesse? Philippines. Okay. And you guys? Uh, I've been to Japan. I'm fairly confident that's uh, from Japan. That is from Japan. It's a, a, a patty of panko battered shrimp tossed with Ebby shrimp tempura sauce and lettuce. All right. Uh, McNoodles, Team Jesse, what did you say? Austria. Okay, and Ken? Seems like uh, China. The answer is actually Austria. Ooh. Oh, no! <laughs> Apparently, Austrians are really into noodles for a little bit. It's a it's a recent one. It's like a stir fry. Man, that was our, we're out of places to put these, so let's stick that somewhere. <laughs> That's a bad sign for the rest of your answers, Good probably. Job. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, the McCurry pan. Uh, let's start with Ken and Neil. What would you guys say? Uh, educated guess on India. 
All right, Team Jesse. Same. India. India is the answer. Woo! That one's nice. kind of kind of the gimme on that one, I think. Yeah. If you're the playing in a stereotype. Yeah. Well, I guess. Um, it's actually like it's curried vegetables baked in a cream sauce inside a crispy pan uh, made from bread. Uh, number four, the McNern Burger. Uh, Ken and Neil, what'd you guys say? I had a feeling in my gut that it's the Philippines on this one. I don't know why. All right, Team Jesse? Uh, I thought maybe it was a play on the Nuremberg Ring, which I think is in Germany, even though that's spelled differently. So we said Germany? And the answer is Germany. Uh, I told you. I said it was perfect in a German accent, the McNuremberger. It's actually a three... <laughs> it's three bratwurst served on a bun with mustard and onions. That sounds good. Yeah, so not too bad. Not really a burger, but <laughs> okay. Way better than the bubblegum squash. Yeah, see, it, it just rolls off the tongue. The McNuremberger. Dutch boy, get over here. Bring the McNuremberger. <laughs> I did not eat it. I'm sorry, please. All right. <laughs> That's none of that stuff. Once again, the Dutch accent is actually a German accent done by Neil. <laughs> the pineapple Oreo McFlurry. Team Jesse, what did you say? Malaysia. All right. Uh, Ken and Neil? Colombia. The answer is ah. Colombia. No. So it's, it is, it's just what it sounds like. It's just soft serve with Oreo and pineapple. That, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Uh, bubblegum squash McFlurry. A lot of debate over this one. Uh, Ken and Neil, what did you guys say? Malaysia. All right, Team Jesse. China. Yeah. The answer is Australia. Mm. It's actually a soft serve ice cream blended with marshmallows. The marshmallows being the squash, and that's what they call them. And uh, it's got bubblegum flavored syrup, so no actual squash in it. Okay. All right, okay, so it actually that's doesn't sound that bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, it sounds a lot better when you know what it is. Uh, number seven, the chicken McDo with spaghetti. Team Jesse, what did you say? Australia. All right. Which- Wrong. Yeah, we now know it's wrong, but we also said Australia. And it's the Philippines. Mm. Uh, it's actually a value meal with fried chicken and spaghetti with red sauce. So. Oh, Is it mom's spaghetti and your palms are sweaty? Yeah, spaghetti, spaghetti. Makes your knees weak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arms heavy. Yes, free vomit on your sweater already. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight, the mashed potato burger. Team Jesse, what did you say? Um, we said Russia. All right. Uh, Ken and Neil? Yeah, incorrectly, we said Germany. And it's China. Hmm. It's actually a <laughs> it's a beef patty topped with bacon and mashed potatoes, and it was part of McDonald's Beef 2012 Manly Campaign in China. <laughs> so, beef uh, 2012 Manly Campaign. They're trying to get people to. If you gave us that whole potatoes. Yeah. If you gave us that whole description, we might have been able. Trying to, get to man it. up China, I guess. I don't. I'm not potatoes sure why beef that. Beef potatoes is a manly meal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and bacon, and there's bacon. So. Bacon. Just a hungry man, frozen mm-hmm. dinner. <laughs> on a burger. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the Prosperity Burger. Uh, Ken and Neil, what'd you guys say? That's got to be Russia. And Team Jesse. Yeah, we were we were trying to come up where I've heard prosperity all the time, and I said Japan, but I know that's wrong now. It's actually Malaysia. Oh. oh. And it's basically just the McRib that they decided to call the Prosperity Burger. Because <laughs> I guess you can do whatever you want. Uh, number 10, the McShrimp. Team Jesse. Columbia, that's all we had left. And Ken and Neil? Austria. And that's actually in Russia. Uh, it's a side dish option of breaded shrimp that you could add to any meal. That's not bad. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so uh, three right for each of you guys, adding 15 points to your score, uh, which is going to bring us to 55-45 after the swing round. Tight game. That was fun. Yeah. We did not do well, but it was fun. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. 
If you're not going to do well, at least it'll be, you'll learn something. And we're, something. Our apologies, our apologies yeah. to those ten countries. <laughs> yeah, where's our toy, our Happy Meal toy? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's kick off round two with question one. In this show's 1998 finale, the main characters recreate a conversation they had in the pilot episode of the show in the final scene. It's about nothing really. Yeah, I got it. Yep, we're in. Okay, this this might be. He said it's about nothing really, which I I know somebody has in the past said. Uh, Seinfeld is a show about nothing. Um, I think it's around, possibly around that time. Okay, I don't know um, if I'm just fishing for clues in what he said. <laughs> not, there was actually a clue there. Yeah. You want to guess if that? You're thinking it's not Friends because that was my first guess. Then I think Seinfeld's a good guess. All right, I think we should say that. Seinfeld is our lock-in. You guys locked in with Seinfeld. You said. Yep. Yes. All right, and what did you guys say? We also went with Seinfeld. And the answer is Seinfeld. Oh, okay, so you did drop a clue in there. Yeah. The convoy, I think, is about a button, right? Yeah, so at the first episode, he comments on George leaving his top button unbuttoned, uh, and then when they're sitting in the prison cell, he mentions it again. And uh, George says, um, haven't we had this conversation before? And he's like, I think so. <laughs> it's an, That's an underrated finale. Everyone hated it at the time, but when you rewatch it, I mean, to, to get all those cast members back cameo characters back and then to end with them in jail doing the same shit they do every day <laughs> it's just really funny it's it's their own personal hell it's yeah great all right moving on to question two paul rudd was definitely feeling the power when he starred in this 1990s ad for this product oh i got it. i got it okay man whoa no that's okay paul rudd oh geez Recently in Ant-Man in the Avengers series. Uh, recently, um, I feel the power. Feel the power. Okay. What kind of ads are you thinking of? Laundry detergent for some reason. Laundry detergent? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Um, power I always feel detergent. very powerful <laughs> yeah. when I do my laundry. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's like it's like sta- powerful stain remover or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Cleaning power. Just pressing that heavy soil button. Like OxyClean kind of thing. <laughs> Billy Mays Billy here. Mays. That's the power of OxyClean. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any specifics. Okay. So if you want to go. All right, I'm saying we're saying Tide. Okay. Locked in with Tide. No answer. Uh, so yeah, we went uh, we went with something that's just so bad with the power glove. All right, so you guys are really close. It's oh. not the Power Glove. It was a Super Nintendo commercial. Oh, no way. Yeah. So well, we were on the right track. The, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, now I can see like yeah. uh, Mario getting like supersized and like yeah. electrified, powered up. Right. The tagline being, "Now you're playing with power." Was mm-hmm. Paul Rudd like? Did he have the controller in the commercial and he's like moving his body with the game? Yes. Like they always do? It, was, it was the most '90s commercial you'll see. Pressing buttons as fast as he can. Which mm-hmm. is which is how you play video games apparently. Right. It's how I play video games. <laughs> All right, question three. Which was the first country to use paper currency? Oh, I've heard this before for sure. This was not in the 1990s, just so you guys know. Oh, okay. (laughs) Personally, I think we should switch back to a coinage system Mm -hmm. so we could carry around our coinage in a pouch. (laughs) A little sack of gold. And then when you owe somebody money, you just throw them the whole pouch. They catch it. Yeah, back to bartering for your And then they bite the coin make sure it's real gold sure all right all right we're locked in united states of america all right and what did you guys say we went with the same uh well it's actually home of the mashed potato burger it is china 
Um, yeah, Ken and I were between China, Australia, and the U.S. And China was actually used during the Tang Dynasty in the seventh century. Wow, so it goes way back. Yeah, I was thinking China. Moving on to question four: What would Indianans likely call a pairing of a youngling and four roses? What's a What's a youngling? I know what that is. Like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Indianans like Hoosiers. Yes. Uh, what would Hoosiers likely call a pairing of Yungling and Four Roses? It's probably just a regional specific. Yeah, we could just be All less right. specific, I think. So they are locked in. Okay. Team Jess, are you guys locked in or still thinking? No, not yet. We're we're working through it. Okay. Um, we. You guys are locked in, yeah? Yes. Yeah. So we know Yungling is a beer. It's like a cheap, light lager. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, that, we like got that far as well. It's a lager. Yeah. Four Roses is... Four roses. I'm pretty sure is a, like a creamy strawberry tequila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Yeah, the rose bowl. All right. That's not in Indiana. All right. I don't think it would be relevant. We'll lock in with rose bomb. All right. Locked in with rose bomb. Uh, Neil and Ken, what did you guys say? We locked in with the very similar flower bomb. All right. Um, so. Youngling is a beer. You guys came up with that. Uh, Four Roses being a whiskey, um, serving beer and a shot of whiskey, um, owes to Purdue uh, from Indiana. It'd be a Boilermaker. Oh, oh. so stupid. Oh. <laughs> I've heard of that. I feel bad about myself. What's the thing that's the strawberry tequila? It's not bad, I guess. It is not a Four Roses, no. <laughs> that sounds very terrible, though. <laughs> I hope it's nothing, yeah. <laughs> No, my friend used to drink it. It came in a little black bottle. Uh, we should have gotten that one. I know. I If I had gotten to Purdue, I would have gotten to Boilermaker mm-hmm. eventually. Well, well good, good try, guys. There was a lot, a lot of interesting discussion Rough there. Game. All right. Uh, moving on to question five of this round. Uh, listener submitted. It's from Jonathan Berlingeri. Uh, thanks, Jonathan. What is the most northern North American city that is home to a professional sports team, and that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, or MLB? Oh, I've heard this question. Uh, North American city. You, you, know, you know more about that than I do, so. I mean, I know the teams, but I don't know the geography per se. But I do have some frame of reference on where some of these are. Okay. Ooh, maybe. Okay. Okay, we're in. So we've got... Toronto, Quebec, Montreal. We got Toronto Maple Leaf, the Montreal Canucks, I think. No, um, Canadian Canucks. Canadian. The, there's the Canadians. I don't know where they all. Oh are. yeah. Um, You're right. I think Albany has a hockey team too, doesn't it? They're like the. I think it's a music field or something. Also, Canada comes down like this, so like even like Washington might be higher yeah. than some of the stuff if we draw the line that way. A couple, couple hockey fans over there, I see. <laughs> um. Uh, shoot. Uh, but I still think Canada is probably our best guess if we're not confident in yeah. any of the other ones. Okay. All right. I'm fine with Montreal. We'll say Montreal. All right. Locked in with Montreal. What did you guys say? So I would say, I would say that the the like northernmost five, six, seven teams are Buffalo and um, all the Canadian hockey teams. So we knocked a few out. We got down to Calgary and Winnipeg. And I think it's Winnipeg is the furthest north, but I'm not sure because I don't do geography very well. <laughs> You're gonna have to go a little further north. The answer is actually Edmonton. Edmonton. Ah, the Oilers. Edmonton Oilers. Dang it! But... <laughs> you guys are in the right country, and that's that's a moral victory at this that's point. What counts? 
All right. Question six. In wine, most people order wine by the bottle, or if they're having dinner with their in-laws, maybe a magnum. Did you know, however, that there are much bigger size bottles, all coming with biblical names? Within two bottles, how many bottle equivalents would a Methuselah of wine be? Jeez. I've heard of this. And Who's Methuselah? Methuselah allegedly lived for like a thousand years, I think. Is it a thousand or a hundred years? Oh, no, that's... A hundred uh... is doable, so... One for, one for each year that they lived. Methuselah lived allegedly an unrealistic amount of time. I'm trying to think how big that would be because a bottle of That'd wine. That would be huge. I mean, there is. So the ones at Cooper's Hawk, they have those. A barrel. They have the huge ones at Cooper's Hawk. So 20, yeah. I don't know, 20 or 25, you think? So we go 23, we'll get 25 and 21. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say just 20. All right. We're two. good too. All right, let's start with Team Jesse. What did you guys say? Uh, we just went with a big number in the Bible, which is 40. Mm-hmm. So 40. All right. And Ken and Neil? Just 20. All right, you guys are both a little high. It's actually eight bottles. Wow. Oh, I was going to say Is there, is there reasoning? I was trying to reason this. There is no reasoning. Okay. Yeah, there I was is like, no reason. I, I heard you say, well, who is Methuselah in the Bible? And that's where I was at, too, trying to figure out, is he like the eighth wife of somebody? Or I don't know. We're almost at Methuselah Meth- levels Methuselah of incorrect answers Methuselah was known here. for living for uh, like an unnatural lifespan. Question seven. What were the names of the two street gangs in West Side Story? Oh, finally. Oh, I'll lock in. <laughs> This wasn't the next question, but I thought you guys needed one. All right, we're in. Right? <laughs> Thanks, bud. Did you really sub that one in? No, I mean, it's on my list, but it wasn't next. All right, you guys in? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Ken and Neil. Well, I'm on the Jets, and Neil is on the Sharks. So. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When uh, you're a Jet. Team, team Jesse. Here come the Jets and the Sharks. And the Sharks. All right, points on the board Yay. for everyone. Yay. Until uh, we learn later, Matt just switched one of his questions out to make us feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. There are moral victories in yeah, triviality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all snapping and dancing in here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on to question eight. During World War One, this disease caused one-third of all soldier deaths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, we're good. Uh, uh, does bullet holes count? <laughs> <laughs> uh, They've died of... Bullet holes. <laughs> they, they got Neil's a bad Neil, case of bullet holes. <laughs> Neil's having a fit over here. <laughs> no, I just all I hear is uh, Private Brimley, why can't you continue in this war? I got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Private Brimley. <laughs> yeah, I think Scarlet Fever's her best guess all right, so yeah, far. We'll lock in. Do there. you have anything else? No, I don't. All right. Scarlet Fever is our lock in. All right, locked in with Scarlet Fever. Uh, what did you guys say? Uh, good old-fashioned influenza. Can you be a little more specific? Uh, it's a... Uh, oh, my God. I know this, too. It's... um. Oh, my God. I want to say it's the great flu, but it's not... No, no. Uh, what about... Uh, I know what I'll hear if I hear it. Like, what about an animal? Yeah, yeah. It's not the avian flu, obviously. Um, pig flu? Pig flu? No. Uh, I had H1N1 for shortly. Um, really? Yeah, that's I, that's I different. That's different be, than the flu. I know it. I know it is. I can't be more specific on the flu. On I this. can't. Yeah, I can't either. I don't. We'll I know go, if I. Uh, we'll go legionnaires. 
All right. So the answer I'm looking for is the Spanish flu. Spanish flu. Oh. Oh, yes, that is. Yeah. yeah. Spanish flu. Uh, I mean, it, it, that's what it's called when it's referred to by the soldiers. No, that's fine. So, uh, influenza is close, but Spanish flu is what I'm looking for. So no points there. Question nine. What five tastes can a human distinguish? Yeah, or, or is, that, is that the fifth one? I thought that was always the sixth. I think that's the fifth one. Or maybe there is only five then, because the fifth one everyone forgets. I think forgets. there used to be four. That, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're locked in. All right. All right, we'll go ahead. Team Jesse, you're a little more undecided. Why don't you go with yours first? Go ahead. We had bitter, sweet, sour, savory, and which one of these? Spicy. Okay. So I'm going to start with a very quality sauce, which would be sweet and sour. And then what we are often in the Triviality Studio, which is bitter and salty. And uh, the last one is umami. Yep. Those are the five. Sweet, sour, salt, bitter, and umami. I think think um, savory would have counted as umami. Yeah, savory umami is kind of the same. That's the one that was added after the original four um, Mm -hmm. that they had discussed. (laughs) Moving on to question 10 and ending... Round two, mercifully. Uh, following the assassination of her husband, this woman became the longest ruling female leader in her country's history. Oh my gosh. These questions are so hard. I will give you a, a, a year range. Uh, 1762 to 96. Oh, that helps. 1996? 1762 <laughs> to 90. <laughs> 234 years. Yes. This is uh, Queen Methuselah, no. I think. Yeah. No. It's not any of those? It's not that country. At all? No. Oh. I couldn't. My best guess. And uh, you were thinking of English history, but we know that, that would have been like King, King George yeah. was was head honcho during the Revolutionary War, which is not in the which is in the uh, the range there. So it's what not about Scotland. I wouldn't be able to name Is that Queen Anne? Alright, we're locked in. Okay. We're in as well. Alright. Uh Ken and Neil, what'd you guys say? We just put Anne, Queen Anne. Okay. Team Jesse? As in the furniture, yeah. We said Queen Elizabeth. Uh, the answer is actually Catherine the Great. Oh, Catherine. Oh. Uh, um, in Russia. Oh, I didn't, even, uh, yeah, I didn't think about yeah, Russia. Okay. Yeah, we should have, assassination should have been Russia in like the top three right there. <laughs> she didn't go against Vladimir Putin, so it was hard to... One, <laughs> two, three. Man, what a terrible two rounds here. <laughs> After both rounds and the swing round, uh, we have Ken and Neil with 85 and Team Jesse with 65. What can I say? I learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, my apologies. Um, if you guys are doing great at home, let us know. So. Oh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm you sure, will. sure everyone's got like 200 at this point. All right, Matt, let's have your incredibly vague categories no, for no, the no, final no. round. This, this, these categories are what they're supposed to be. Um, oh, the vague ones are fun, though. I know. It's... I apologize. Uh, you know, I was running a little late today, and then I picked the hardest questions possible and <laughs> threw out the vague categories. Uh, the way the final round works, you guys can wager up to uh, the amount of points you've earned so far in any of the five categories um, from zero to 30. Uh, guys ready to hear the categories? Sure. Yes. All right. Uh, category one, serial champs. Category two, one-hit wonders. Category three, collectibles. Category four, music. And category five, foreign cartoons. All the wagers are in. You guys ready for the questions? Yeah, we're on such a hot streak. We figured we'd keep going. (laughs) All right. Question one in Serial Champs. 
Despite not being known as a sweet cereal, Wheaties made this player the first NFL star to grace its box in the 1980s. Oh, shockingly, a uh, Wheaties question. <laughs> I know. Nobody... We, had, we had no idea. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Question two. One Hit Wonders, Buckner and Garcia, wrote this 1982 top 10 hit, which is not actually about UPS employees using sick days. Okay. Okay. In collectibles. In order to avoid a potential lawsuit, this Beanie Baby was retired in 1996, skyrocketing its value and causing my dad to think he had found his retirement fund. Question four, music. This band allegedly got their name from an episode of X-Files where there were 10 clones of a girl with the sixth one being a psycho. Yeah. And question five in foreign cartoons. In Bart versus Australia, Homer threatened the members of parliament with what? So the cereal one, he said, even though it's not a sweet cereal, that'd be Walter Payton. Um, the Beanie Baby is definitely Tabasco. Okay. Music. I've... I always thought it was because of a... Like it was a kid's toy and they didn't want it to be confused with tobacco. Mm. But that was definitely the one that got retired like right off the first run. So um, for the Bart, you you know, the Simpsons, I don't know the Simpsons, but you said it was what did Bart threaten the Australian parliament? Uh, Homer, with? Homer threatens yeah. them. So it's got to be something stupid because he's an idiot. So I've like, seen the episode many a time. I'm just trying to remember like the, a dingo eating your baby or like steal their wigs. Like he makes fun of their wigs. Uh huh. Threaten he does, them. He does a lot of stuff happens in that scene. Uh, so this UPS person using. Or no, that's days. the one hit wonder. Yeah. So UPS, I'm thinking brown, something brown. Oh, that was one hit wonder. Yeah. So something brown because they're known as brown. UPS workers taking a sick day. What would a sick day? Or like delivery men. Retraining men. But no, that's that was written by Paul Deli- Schaefer. Delivery men or something. Delivery men. Something about uh, deliver. Return to sender. Who sang Cult of Personality? That's too late. I'll forget it. What about Alice in Chains? Yeah, that's got to be it. Right? Or Jane's Addiction? No. Alice in Chains? Yeah, maybe they locked her up. Yeah, that seems like... Because they came out so early, though. But, I mean, it's a good it's a good guess. When did X-Files run? 90s? Like, maybe like 91 to... If it's 91, it's possible. It might be. I feel like they were like ninety-two. Yeah, maybe even late eighties. If you okay, we're we're done. If if you want the alternative for one hit wonder question, I can give that one too. We get we get the clue too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So one hit wonders Buckner and Garcia wrote this nineteen eighty-two top ten hit, which is not actually about football players from Green Bay using sick days. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. 
So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All right. Both teams are locked in. Um, so just go through these uh, one by one. In Serial Champs, the wagers were five for Neil and Ken and ten for Team Jesse. Uh, Neil and Ken, what did you guys say? Uh, we went with Walter Payton. Okay. Team Jesse? He is pretty sweet in the middle of the year. Uh, it, it seems like you guys, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but a, a weirdly high number of your sports questions end up being Lions or Lions related. So I said Barry Sanders. Oh. Uh, the answer was Walter Payton, sweetness oh. himself. Sweetness, okay. Yeah, so he was the first one. Uh, question two, which you guys had a, a little bit of trouble with. <laughs> you could say that. To, to say it lightly. Uh, five points for ken and neil 10 for team jesse let's start with ken and neil again did you guys come up with anything man we just had no idea so mm -hmm. uh, we went with mr postman which is like a 60s song <laughs> yeah there's a there was like a pac-man song i thought but i don't know what that one's called so team jesse nothing good uh we picked up on when you said packers so we just said vacation packers that's not even a song i don't think all right, so there was a Pac-Man song uh, involving sick days. Maybe you have a fever. The answer is Pac-Man Pac fever. fever. I, I didn't even put. I knew there was a Pac-Man song, but I thought that had nothing to do with the clue <laughs> from the <laughs> 1980s one-hit wonder. But I just well, when when they were kept saying packaging, I was like, well, there's a Pac-Man song, but I didn't know it had anything to do with fever. Yeah, it was actually a top ten hit. Hmm. If you so. say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My sheet says so, and that's all that matters. <laughs> all right, moving on to collectibles. Uh, 20 points for Ken and Neil on this one, betting big. Uh, Team Jesse with 10. Uh, Team Jesse, what did you guys say? We said a snake. <laughs> guys, uh, not, not owning a lot of Beanie Babies, I take it? No. No. <laughs> okay, Ken and Neil? I actually uh, had one of this uh, this particular Beanie Baby, and I defiled it by taking the tag off and mm -hmm. getting them all grubby, but his name was Tabasco. His name was Tabasco the Bull. Uh, the oh. Tabasco company threatened to sue, uh, so they changed his name to, I believe it was Snort. Was he a little uh, red That is correct, like and he had one. little little yeah, white he, feet. Yeah, he was a red, yeah, red bull. Yeah, I had that one. Oh, yeah. I did. I had him too. Okay. Everyone the had the one with the white feet was Snort. Yeah, the one with the black feet was the one that was worth money, I believe. I think oh, it was I just all red. Or he was all red. Yeah. yeah. And we, those things were kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> just think about like how satisfying they were to like hold in your hand with the beans. Do you remember those, I remember those guys were fun. as a kid you would drive around and you would see people in front of you, a car in front of you, and would have oh. beanie babies lined up in the back window. You gotta give it to them. That, that was a that was yeah. a brilliant uh product. When my uh when my grandma died, she actually left me her entire uh, beanie baby collection. Oh, and wow. uh I have roughly 
4,000 Beanie Babies in the attic right now. Could you sell those, please, and finance our program? <laughs> yeah, sell yeah. them, yeah. Yeah, one by one. That's what I'll... For all of our $50 Patreon <laughs> subscribers, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a Beanie I'll Baby. I'll sell them all for 20%. How about that? That sounds like a deal. All right, question four. Uh, so we had wagers of five for Ken and Neil and going big with 20 for Team Jesse. Uh, oh, you, gross. You did, it seemed like you did not have an answer for this one. What did I you guys say? I didn't have an answer no. for any of these. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you come up with anything or no? Yeah, we said nine clones and a psycho. <laughs> nine clones and a psycho. All right. Ken sounds and Neil? like it's almost right. Uh, we were hoping that the sixth clone is named Alice and that she was in chains. So Alice in chains. Yeah. If I think. said that all the girls were named Eve, would that help at all? Oh, Eve, Eve six. six. Oh, swallow my pride. <laughs> Choke on the Ryans. Yeah, that is. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, because Alice in chains was way too early, I believe, for that. But the Eve six is yeah. Are you? I was just thinking about Eve six yesterday. <laughs> That's a solid song. Should have been thinking about him today. It's a good album. Uh, familiar with Eve Six, Team Jesse at all? No, nope. not at all. No, but Nine Clones and a Psycho. Oh, I, I do recommend checking out their self-titled album. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So if you get nothing out of this episode, maybe you have something to listen to later. <laughs> so yeah, certainly well, won't be getting any points. I don't yeah. And also, you gave us the episode title of uh, Nine Clones and a Psycho. Thank you. <laughs> nice. We appreciate it. All right, uh, and I have to throw a Simpsons question in pretty much every single game uh it's because it's what i do uh neil and ken betting 20 uh team jesse with five team jesse what did you guys say said a broken duff beer bottle <laughs> right very violent all right ken and neil so as i said to neil when we were discussing i think the punishment they want to inflict on bart is uh giving them the boot and uh i think homer wrestles the boot away and threatens them with their own boot <laughs> The answer is a boot. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a classic episode. Bart vs. Australia. I recommend it took me it a minute to, to remember that. And uh, to our Australia listeners, <laughs> is that a preferred method of punishment? Yeah. Does The Simpsons count as a foreign cartoon? Well, it's or... in a foreign country. It's in a okay, foreign, foreign policy among cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> which it happened, it didn't happen in the U.S. Embassy, which would have made it a domestic cartoon. Mm. That's true. So that's how that works. So after the final round, uh, coming in second place today. So that's something to celebrate. <laughs> Team, Je- <laughs> Team Jesse coming Sil- up, silver medal coming up just a little short with ten points, uh, but but not the goose egg. So so that's that's something. That was to- intentional. That was intentional. Uh, and Ken and Neil coming up as our cream of the crop with 120 points. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, that was a hard game. Uh, we were pretty much neck and neck the whole game there. It just turned around in the final round. Yeah. yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, and thanks for joining us, you guys. I hope you had fun. <laughs> yeah, we did. It was I, a blast. We were able to gleam some fun from this. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a very hard game. Yeah, all thanks we can... All we can... With our, uh goofy schedule today oh no i was gonna say hopefully uh the game was more fun than sitting in the dmv yeah. if, if we have, definitely uh, some of those questions were comparable i would say yeah. but <laughs> uh is there anything you guys like to talk about or plug or anything like that no i got a buddy that does a podcast yeah he's, there you go yeah. uh, james rogers he does a podcast about running it's called uh hooray run podcast <laughs> cool Wait, let's uh do, we'll, do you listen to it while you run you can, yeah. It's, 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 it about, like... it's about runners. He actually, one of the people he had as a guest was a writer for The Simpsons. Oh, so awesome. Cool. There, yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. be really cool if he did uh, an actual marathon 
while podcasting. While <laughs> podcasting. A live twenty four. Yeah, live podcast. Yeah, both are hard enough on their own <laughs> if you <laughs> add them together. Thank you to Jesse and Jesse for joining us. Uh, Jesse is one of our uh, favorite Patreon subscribers. He's always interacting with us uh, on the private pages uh, after bonus episodes, uh, most notably his uh, enjoyment of Mitochondriana, which no (laughs) no one here in the studio appreciated, but Jesse did, so thank you. (laughs) I did appreciate it. Uh, So yeah, if you'd like to join Jesse and uh, be a Patreon subscriber for bonus content uh, and some other things that we do over there, uh, make sure to go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. And uh, become one of our champions for different perks. Uh, we're going to be uh, rolling out a new perk at the uh, $50 level, which is going to be the Universal Champion. Uh, so we're not sure exactly what's going to be under that level, but if you have any suggestions of what you would like it to be, uh, anything short of having us come over and cook for you, um, let us know. Because uh, obviously, I don't think any of us can cook and uh, probably wouldn't want to travel to you to cook. So, um, But uh, yeah, make sure to go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcasts. And uh, Ken, how about you talk about uh, our question submissions? at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please submit questions at <laughs> trivialitypodcast@gmail.com. Perfect. Also, subscribe to our podcast and like and review. We like all of those things. Uh, and again, thanks for all the support. It's been, uh, you know, coming up almost on over a year or about a year now on doing this, and we've had a lot of support from you guys, so we really do appreciate it. Um, and that'll wrap it up for today. Uh, so on behalf of Ken and Neil, uh, My name is Matt, and that was Triviality. I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rinds, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. Swallow my doubt, turn it inside out, find nothing but faith in nothing. Wanna put my tender heart in a blender, watch it spin round to a beautiful oblivion.